I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. We are back with another great episode, and we have uh, one of our, actually, our very first guest, who is returning for a Goofy movie. So, so long ago did he guess that I had to explain to him all the new things we're doing in the podcast now. Um, Welcome back, Chris. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. Um... I really forgot everything we did the first time, so when I took out my computer, I was like, oh my god, how do I do this? <laughs> At this point, it was close to a year ago. Yeah, right? Isn't that yeah, nuts? Yeah, it oh. is wild. Chris has come back for uh, 1995's mm-hmm. A Goofy Movie. Chris, now, I, I usually say, Chris, why did you choose this one? Did you choose this one, or did we ask you? I feel like we talked about it so way back when we were doing Fantasia. Well, I asked you guys when you were doing it because growing up, this movie was like my favorite movie. And really? Yeah. And I haven't watched it in what, 20 years? And, you know, I thought it was really interesting watching Fantasia, you know, as an adult. And I wanted to see what this movie was like as an adult. I I will point something out real quick before we get started. I've never seen this movie. Really? Which is shocking. Which, for our age, even my age, I feel like most people I know have seen this Well, because, um, I'll insert a little factoid here. Uh, What's very interesting is it did not do well. And we'll talk about that in the box office. It didn't have a huge box office success. However, its home media release, that's when kind of a cult following formed. So it became a much more visible property of Disney. Um, and they, they say millennials, but I think what, I don't know what, what are we? I think you're a millennial. We're millennials. Yeah. I I'm, I'm an elder millennial. Like oh, I'm right okay. on the cusp and I hate it. So yeah. So they say that it really, um, spoke to millennials and that's kind of how this cult following came to be. But a couple years ago, Target had a power line. They still might had a power line shirt that came out. Like there was this resurgence, I feel like in yeah. 2015 or like early 2000s where like a whole nother group of people were getting into it too. Really? Well, early, early 2010s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know it feels like we've, <laughs> like we've got that thing where it's like, we've been in the, the the twenty first century for two full decades, guys. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um. So nineteen ninety five. Yes. Uh, do you want to go through the synopsis? Uh. I, yeah. Well. So I guess you don't have any memories of it because you've never not seen it. Not well. I will tell you. Well, let's let's bring this up because there's okay. three things I know about this movie. I have listened to Eye to Eye. I have not seen the movie. I like a year or so ago, someone goes, you have to listen to this song. And I'm like, this is a great song. Yes. And I will watch that scene. So I've seen the scene, which I know is the culmination of the movie okay. where they go to the concert mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the Prince dog plays power line. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I have a really great video to share with the group about that, and I'll talk about that a little later. Um, so I know that. I know it's a road trip movie, which I'm excited for because I think they go to a bunch of like roadside attractions. And you know how much I like that stuff. Yeah. But the thing I found out most recently about this movie that has made me excited to see it is Bigfoot plays a big part in it. Uh-huh. And you know how much of a Bigfoot fan I know. I I'm actually shocked you've never seen this movie. So because of that, and we'll go into some Bigfoot facts here in a little bit, I have... From I, this was a this was a birthday <laughs> gift or a Christmas gift? this is a I think a birthday gift from the pandemic. Yes, so uh, Tara gave me a birthday like a, a Sasquatch theme. She's like she's really good. It was this there's Sasquatch sos, sock squatch. Yes, what else did you give <laughs> the me? hat. There's a hat that says uh, it says like number one social distancer and it's got a picture of Bigfoot yeah. on it. It's a good hat. <laughs> um, but she gave me these playing cards. Now. It's it's playing cards with the faces are pictures. Now the thing about Bigfoot, and I'll go into a little history real quick. Bigfoot is <laughs> I love that we're going you know, into the history of Bigfoot before we've talked about No, I because listen, it's much like the Tesla coils with uh, the sorcerer's apprentice. <laughs> I will be posting nothing but Bigfoot I will use this and then when we did Rescues Down Under and it was a whole week of like Australia. Here's what a wombat is. Here's yeah. what this is. So Bigfoot kind of started coming, you know, there's, there's, he's based on kind of the, what's known as the hairy man or wild man myth, which goes all the way back to Europe. Mm-hmm. He, uh, is also has roots in native American folklore. Um, you know, that term Sasquatch, I believe is a native American term. He's, he's mostly known for being up in the Pacific Northwest. There's a movie that I can't remember the name of the Gim Gim Gimlin movie or something like that, which is the very famous movie that'll be posted on our thing. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'm getting through this as quick as possible, but <laughs> There are many other facts about Sasquatch that people don't know. And these playing cards have little factoids. They have other Sasquatch, uh, big feet from other, because it's not just uh, America they're from. And there's different parts of America. Like, for example, my personal favorite Sasquatch, I'll probably come up here, is the skunk ape. <laughs> which is, is from mostly known to reside in Florida. It's a little bit smaller than the traditional Bigfoot and smells bad. Really? <laughs> so... Anytime, don't they all smell bad though? Yes, when you but, think? but the skunk ape is known specifically for smelling bad, so that's you know that, he's already jumping yeah. over a high bar. So anytime any of you go, hey Ryan, how about a Bigfoot fact? I will draw a card from this and pull either a fact, a picture of a a new Bigfoot. Like right now, I just put the orang pindak, which is apparently the Bigfoot from Sumatra. Okay, so just so we know that's there. We'll do a little fact. Or we'll do. There's also some very bad jokes in here. Great. So just any time during this podcast, the last time I'll bring up Bigfoot just <laughs> randomly. If you guys want a little Bigfoot fact, just say, "Hey Ryan, how about how about a Bigfoot fact?" And I'll hit me with, with a Bigfoot fact. You well, want one right now? Yeah. Okay. So just in case I forget to do it later. Th- this isn't really a joke. This isn't really a fact. But you can't always see Bigfoot. Bigfoot can always see you. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, okay. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's creepy. Dealing. That's, that's so horrifying. So anytime, cool. just let me know Bigfoot fact and we'll do All that. Right. And other than that, I'll let it go. So here um, we go. Okay. A goofy movie. A goofy movie <laughs> featuring Bigfoot. Uh, so the synopsis is, when Max makes a preposterous promise to a girl he has a crush on, his chances to fulfilling it seem hopeless when he is dragged onto a cross-country trip with his embarrassing father, Goofy. 1995. Top three uh, movies in 1995. Yes. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Toy Story, which I believe is our next movie, mm-hmm. uh, and Apollo 13. Oh, interesting. Followed up, and we're now back into, oh, Pocahontas is on here as number five as well. 
Number four is Goldeneye. You know, we always like to mm-hmm. talk about. Let's do this whole list because Tara, I think this is a pretty good. Okay, year do you want to read us. read through it again? Yes, from top Die to Hard bottom? with a Vengeance, to- Toy Story, Apollo thirteen, Goldeneye, Pocahontas, Batman Forever, Seven, Casper, Waterworld, and Jumanji. Oh, this, Re- that is a very well, slice of like a lot of movies I like. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you know, you said that it didn't do well at the box office, but I don't think it's really fair because I mean, those movies, come on. Yeah. Who who well, going to do good so, against, them, against them? Exactly. And the thing is, too, is it was based off of Disney Afternoon series Goof Troop. So I think, I don't think you would have had to have seen Goof Troop, but it was no. all those characters. So I wonder, too, like, if you weren't, if you didn't follow Goof Troop, I wonder if you would have been excited to go see this in the theater. I don't know. Also, Goof Troop was done. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. like the... the- the fault. Well, I mean, there's an extremely goofy movie takes, after this. But yeah, yeah, it supposedly takes place three years after the events of Goof Troop. <laughs> you said that so like it's like three years after. The yeah, well, <laughs> after the incident. Yeah, so it's a standalone follow-up to the show, and then in 2000 is when an extremely goofy movie that was the direct-to-video sequel. I will tell you, I liked Goof Troop, which is another reason it's a little weird. I didn't see this, but it's yeah. a new voice for Max, the main character. Yeah, Max on the on Goof Troop was a woman. Possibly a girl. I'm not exactly Jason. Sure how old she was. Oh, oh, I have the voice for the movie. Yes, not it was Dana it. Bell, I believe, on the show. But Jason Marsden mm-hmm. is the voice in the movie. Do you know who else you might remember Jason Marsden from? What? Thackeray Binks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> from Hocus Pocus. Uh, the actor. Yes. Well, no, no, no. That's or the voice. The voice. It's the voice. Okay, because he... the voice is not the actor yes. in Hocus Pocus. Yes, it's little the voice. Hocus so, Pocus so trivia it, there for you. Listen to it. You can tell it sounds like Thackeray Binks. Um, well, and an interesting fact about Max and Goofy, uh, Bill Farmer does the voice of Goofy. The first time they recorded together was the argument during during when the car runs away. And it's that's near the end of the movie. So it's just funny that they mm-hmm. did like this really intense scene. And that was the first thing that they did together. Uh, the other thing well, it's that- probably easier to make Goofy sound funny than it is for him to sound like sincere or angry. <laughs> but I just thought it was interesting the first time they record yeah. it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. but yeah. Uh, also, it got a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm judging Rotten Tomatoes for that because what? I think it should be higher. I know. 58? Too low. Mm-hmm. Way too low. Uh, Way too low. <laughs> Bill Farmer is pretty much just the voice of Goofy, but I want to I tell the other voices real quick and what yeah. you might remember them from. Uh, Jim Cummings is Pete. And he's Winnie the Pooh. And Tigger. from mm-hmm. the from We heard him most recently on Christopher Robin. Yes. Uh, Rob Paulson is, is PJ and Rob Paulson is Yakko from, he is, he's Yakko and Pinky and from Pinky and the Brain. Oh, and okay. Yakko oh. from Animani- Got it. I, I do have one other voice. Jenna Van Oy is Stacy and she was from Blossom. And the reason I know that is because the <laughs> making of I watched was hosted by, uh, a Jenna Van Oy. Who, was she wearing Bonoy. a Blossom hat? She was that's not. She's question. the friend. She's not oh, Blossom. She's the right. friend. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, but there's a whole part where there's a whole section where they talk about how this movie was made primarily in France. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a French studio. And she just comes on and does the whole thing in like flawless. Well, I mean, as far as I can tell, flawless French. Yeah. So this woman deserved a much more storied career than she seems way more capable as an actress in this one thing where it's like Goofy's running on the background doing, doing Goofy stuff. And she's like, yeah. let me tell you about the history about Goofy. But there is one thing when everyone watches this video on the Facebook page, I want you to notice, uh, speaking of Bigfoot sightings, there is behind her in the very beginning, the most amazing mullet I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it's like this guy comes with his his, girl, his daughter, presumably his daughter on his back, and then like throws her around and like puts her there. And I'm like looking at him and it is like 
It is it, it is a caveman mullet, so we will see that <laughs> on the saying. Facebook page. But anyway. Uh, so a voice you didn't mention is Polly Shore. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So Polly Shore was asked to be uncredited. And the reason why was similar to Robin Williams. Well, we talk about this in Aladdin. <laughs> Robin Williams didn't want Disney to use his name to sell the movie. And there was kind of a big controversy around it. Uh, go to the Aladdin episode if you want to hear more yes. about that. But Pauly Shore, the same reason. He didn't want them and to Disney use... Disney was like, don't worry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm curious. In 95, is this at the height of his popularity? Yeah, like, I'm sure so... it was. Oh, definitely. But he, it was the same thing. He didn't, he wanted to be uncredited so they wouldn't like have his name be big on the poster he, and try to get people into the he movie. He wanted to be uncredited, but yet he's using his voice, like the voice of his most famous, famous character. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Uh, but I just thought that was an interesting fact. The other thing I wanted to mention before you kind of dive into some goofy history is Disney was considering ideas for a goof troop TV special. So that's Mm. kind of where this came from. And then they came up with the idea of a theatrical animated film because they wanted to expand Goofy's character and give him more of an emotional side. So that was, that was kind of the focus when they were toying around, you know, discussing different ideas on what they wanted to do. Should it be TV? Should it be a movie? That kind of a thing. One thing uh, just to mention, uh, this is done by Disney tunes studios yes. and not walt disney's yes studios. uh movie tunes movie and tunes. walt disney television animation yes. which we've seen with some was that with ducktales as well yes so this is this, yeah. this is they, they, it was they go into this a lot in the in the documentary but this is the the french studio they did a studio in england and france for disney movie tunes in general but mm-hmm. also just for ducktales and then the french studio was primarily and there was apparently a big thing where they kept having a problem saying like this I thought this was interesting, and I think some of our animators who listen to this will find this interesting too. When they when the French people were doing the the mouths mm-hmm. for the characters, they were doing them with very small, oh like, yeah, precise because that's how <laughs> that's how French people right. So and then and there's this whole thing where the animator comes in, he's like, "You have to do it like this because we're Americans and we oh, talk wow. like this with big mouths." And the French girl's like, "You don't do this." And he's like, "No," and it's just, they're, like they're doing it for the camera at that Got point. It. But you do that. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was the Medi Howler is the Bigfoot um, from Maine in Maine. I thought you said you would only do that if we yeah. said oh, sorry. It hit you right, with the right, Bigfoot. All right, do you have some uh, yeah. Goofy history? So Goofy started off as kind of a minor character. Oh, I didn't get the name. I think it was called Mickey's Review, and it was 1932. And it was uh, part of the reason he was a minor character is because. Mickey already had a dog. He had Pluto. And we'll go into the whole how weird it is that a yeah. dog is a friend and a dog is also a pet. <laughs> it's a little little odd. Our but dog is our friend and our dog is also our, our pet. Our dog does not walk on her hind legs <laughs> her hat and be like, who Fair enough. do you want to learn how to box? Fair like, enough. So he was originally known as Dippy Dog. Okay. Uh, just in that scene. And he's in a very quick scene. And then um, Walt kind of recognized his ability his his potential for comedy and brought him mm-hmm. out and made him goofy um in 1935 he became goofy uh he was in all those how-to sports films and like how to drive the skiing the and skiing. stuff those yeah. are some mm-hmm. of my favorite ones the ones they show in roger rabbit where rogers like got extreme in awe of goofy's like whoa what a performer yeah like, he's like he's the best <laughs> yeah 
Um, he was involved in a lot of the WW2 uh, propaganda films, like a lot mm-hmm. of them. So, yeah. So that was just a real quick thing on his history. I didn't go in a, a super deep dive. Oh, that's fine. Because I think we will be doing, hopefully, our Disney Afternoon mini tales, and I'll have more information about Goofy. Yeah. Disney. Also, the Goofy Holler, which was in oh. a lot of those um, shorts in, that you're talking Dragon. about. Yeah. So it, uh, of course, appears in this. As the movie opens and the title shown on the screen, we should be able to hear it. Again, at the end of the movie when his car explodes. And then, <laughs> like a spoiler. Uh, and then, one more time after the, the credits roll. the incidents of Goofy. <laughs> yeah. When his car explodes. Uh, so, that's kind of the thing. The things there. I have some facts on the character of Powerline. Yeah, go so for it. So, I wanted to share that. Uh, so, the character of Powerline was a mix of Prince, Bobby Brown, and Michael Jackson. So those yeah, are those are who they were using as influences. And the costume worn by Powerline, that kind of yellow outfit, it was a parody of the yellow hazmat uh, costume that was worn by Devo? Devo, how do you say it? Devo. Devo, Devo. Devo. Yeah. Uh, in 77, 78, I realized I don't think I've ever said Devo out loud. Like, I know who they are, but I don't think I've ever said their name. You're not a huge Devo fan? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think I've ever said De- – I don't think I've ever said – their name but anyway it's short for uh, i think de-evolution which by the way de-evolution is a bigfoot uh, book <laughs> by max brooks the it is okay sorry it's a very good book you check it out uh the other thing i wanted to mention is bobby brown was originally set to voice powerline and had recorded some of the songs and had also written some songs that weren't used in the film but he was fired due to substance abuse issues. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's uh, yeah. So that's what happened there. Apparently, I think he has an album. I think it's called Forever. I didn't write this down, but I read it. He apparently reworked some of those songs and put it on an album mm-hmm. later on. But the other thing, Ryan mentioned the song Eye to Eye. So it's the letter I, the number two, the letter I. That was inspired by Prince's I Would Die for You, which is the number mm, four okay. and the letter U. So, so- that. That was another influence with the way that they spelled it. Do you have the name of the actor they replaced, Bobby? I do not, I, no. I, give me one second. Because while he may not be familiar to some of us, apparently I found he, he, he had a, a very large calling in, I, in, I believe, the, 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 the black community. And his name is... Where are you, Powerline? Pete, Roxanne, PJ, Principal Major... Bigfoot. Bigfoot, by the way, uh, voiced by our <laughs> old friend Frank Welker. That's an actual oh, movie thing. Oh, that's fun. Tevin Campbell, who I think was an R&B singer. And oh, I looked okay. at his, his career. I'm not a big R&B guy. I, I don't know a lot about R&B. It's, mm-hmm. it's too slow. I like when, uh, you know, it's, I, come on, let's go. Uh, but uh, he had a lot of hits with that. So Got it. Hit me with a Bigfoot fact. Hit you with a Bigfoot I know you've been fact. waiting. This is kind of a joke. If everyone was hunting you, you'd hide too. <laughs> i wish i wish these were a little i listen i love this gift it's one of it's it's wonderful but some of them are not exact i mean they're also like facts quote unquote about yeah. a thing that probably doesn't exist uh well you believe it exists i want bigfoot to exist i don't know that i actually believe <laughs> you're a part of a bigfoot group it's more of like just i okay anyway <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's okay if you want to if you think he exists. Do you I, think I, you're going to be judged? No, I just I'm this is me legitimately working out my Bigfoot feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Over now, the air. Have you gone looking for him? I have not, but I part of the reason I'm on a, a Facebook Bigfoot group is I've I've kind of want to go squatching, but I also like There's a group based in Texas. There's there's not a a, a 
the the crossover of Bigfoot hunters and like MAGA like, <laughs> like big time <laughs> Second Amendment fan. That's the thing. The one I am a part of, they do make a big deal of like they, there's there's a big thing in the Bigfoot community of should we hunt and kill him and should we or should we like just study him or whatever? And it's interesting to me. We're, it may not be interesting to anyone else, <laughs> but I actually fall on the kill side because not I, I, I have thoughts on the kill side. You want to kill Bigfoot? I don't want to kill Bigfoot, but I think one of the only ways we're going to be able to study it is the best way to study new things is like to autopsy. You can't. It's, it's a 10 RIP. foot tall. It, there's not just one. There's a. I don't know. Yeah, but what, what about we- tag and release? So hold on one second, one second. So part of this came from, I was on your side, but part of this came from a podcast I listened to that I very highly recommend called Wild Thing. And I think season, they're about to start season three, but season two is all about aliens. But season one is about Bigfoot because this woman, she found like that her, a great uncle she didn't know exists died and she started studying him and he was like huge in the Bigfoot community. So it's this podcast all about, it's it's not really a podcast about Bigfoot. It's a co- podcast about the people who look for Bigfoot. Mm. Like so, she goes on a on a hunt, quote unquote. She goes on a whatever. She does all this stuff, and it's more of like this is what some people believe. Some people believe this, and like there's a whole part part of the community that believe he's an alien and he has like mystical powers, and they're kind <laughs> yes. of looked down on by the rest of the community because they're like, you're really making us look bad. And it's just <laughs> interesting. Like, so that why whole don't thing you is, agree with tag and release then? I it's been a while, but it's she talks about that on there that the best way to get in the the best most possible way to find one is is potentially to kill it and it's probably Mm. less dangerous for everyone involved that way but what if there's only one yeah if there's only one he would have died a long time ago like if there's only one then he is god and we cannot kill him like you know like there's (laughs) there's not only one thing that's been around this long like i mean can you say that with 100 percent certainty ryan Chris, I don't think you're taking it seriously, and I don't know if I'd appreciate it. Um. Well, speaking of things anyway. that are hidden, um, <laughs> there are several hidden Mickeys in this movie. And Tara, that was ooh. masterful. Thank you. Uh, an actual Mickey. like So sometimes it's like Mickey's face or like a Mickey thing. So there are Mickey things in this movie, but Mickey Mouse actually appears several times in this movie, too. Mm. So things to look out for. He can be spotted in the crowd of the Powerline concert. Supposedly in the lower left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the lower left portion of the crowd after the stage manager is thrown into the diamond vision screen. So that's kind of the moment. Is Donald in here anywhere? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) he can also be seen um, during the show in the auditorium when Max flies to Roxanne. So you can see him there. He's also on the roadside with Donald. So that's where Donald appears. Him and Donald appear together. And then Max has a Mickey Mouse phone on his dresser. And then the other thing is we don't always talk about merch, but I did come across that Burger King had a line of toys. Mm. So Burger, And I think I remember like there's one of Max and Goofy in a raft, I think. I think I had that one. Um, but yeah, there was a line of toys from Burger King. One thing I want to talk about, speaking about that shot in Max's room, this was just an example they used about how there was like a person who was in charge of watching the French things and being like, no, because on his desk apparently was like, like when he hits his thing and the clock flips over, mm-hmm. apparently originally it was 24 hour clock. Cause that's what they have in France. Mm. Instead so they of had like to change that 12 hour. And yeah. then like all his, there's a bunch of coins there that are all like gold. And they're like, cause it looks like French money. 
mm-hmm. like and he's like and this is the like there's a big section of this thing about how hard it is to like work with a another studio that's not there and listen to someone who's done that many times in their career i agree i think it's a lot easier now than it was then because they were talking about Every morning we'd have to wait for a fax with all these notes and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like when you were working, even with a Canadian studio, just Mm -hmm. the time difference and stuff, and that's with all the tech that you have now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I know we have a few Canadian listeners listeners who have seen me be very, like, ignorant of Canadian things. Um, But, yeah, I think there's some cultural differences there, too. There was one this woman talked about how she, she goes, I was working with this guy, and he spoke that much English, and I spoke that much French. <laughs> and she goes, and there's a line where, uh, I guess PJ's being weird and Max looks in and goes, Oh, what a goob. And she's like, got called and she goes like, what is a goob? <laughs> he's like trying to figure out like, well, how should he look when he says that? And she's yeah. like, how do I explain what a goob is? To, like, yeah. <laughs> a French person. That's interesting. But, um, well, Chris, I don't know if you have any other facts about it. And I know Ryan has something or thoughts. It doesn't or have thoughts. to be a fact. Yeah. 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 A fact could be, I liked it. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, besides like the beginning um, of the movie and them setting up the road trip and the concert at the end, I don't remember that much of the movie. Um, oh, yeah. I just remember those, those big events happening and uh, I had no idea that this was even made in, in France and all these other facts <laughs> that you guys had no clue until yeah. you know, five minutes ago. Thank you for validating our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we always try to do deep dives in some way or another. But um, I know, Ryan, you had something very specific. Yes. But before we get to that, hit me with one more Bigfoot. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Bigfoot gets around. There have been sightings on nearly every continent. And, you know, from my other note, we have stuff in Nepal and Tibet, Australia, China. Which is why you would say there isn't just one. Because there are multiple sightings everywhere. So you think there's... okay. (laughs) <laughs> there's either none or there's, or more, there's than more than one. Or there's more than one. It's kind of how, how I look at it. Um, Fair enough. It's either zero or like a, or a good ton. amount. Yeah. Um, so the thing I wanted to talk about is something like, you know, when you were talking about there's kind of a resurgence, um, something I'd observed, and I don't want to, you know, like pontificate on it too much because I don't find myself to be completely qualified to. Um, and that's that I've noticed that this movie seems to have a great impact in, 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 the, in black culture. Uh, specifically with what we will call uh, the black nerd culture. And I say that specifically because there is a video I'd like to play um, for, for you guys. And uh, hopefully for the, the, the uh, audience at home, um, I've reached out to the creator. The creator is called Black Nerd Problems. He does a, a, a YouTube page. He has, I think there's a Black Nerd Problems website. And then he has a Twitter that I've been following for a while. And it's just interesting to have kind of like the crossover between, you know, my upbringing and then his have that nerd. Oops, excuse me. Have that nerd up, you know, crossover. Yeah. So the, I can kind of see that perspective. You can you can have the similarities as well as the dress, the the yes. the contrast and the differences as well. Yes. And I've reached out to him and said, would you mind me playing the uh, audio on our podcast? So either the audio is going to play right here, or if it doesn't, uh, there will be a link to this video in the in the description. In the show notes. Um, in the show notes. So check it out there and check out some of his, more of his stuff. Like I said, it's a very interesting perspective to me. It's one I'm not familiar with, but there are some listeners who will probably find it to be closer to their own. And probably resonate with them, um, I would imagine. I just thought we should watch this this thing to, you know, maybe comment it on a little bit. Let's not go too into it because yeah. there are three white people and I don't want to like, <laughs> again, 
over you know step out of our lane but i do think it's important for us to look at it before we see the movie kind of mm-hmm. just to have that lens and also you know to to be familiar with that so i'm gonna play that for us right now like i said listeners you might hear it if not it's in the show notes so we'll be right back i recently sat with someone as they watched a goofy movie for the first time actually watched is a generous word for what she did as she online shopped for her halloween costume on urban outfitters with the movie a goofy movie playing in the background. Yes, you are correct. This woman was neither a nerd nor was she black. And when she didn't know who Tevin Campbell was, and that's when I knew, that's when I realized a goofy movie isn't just a nerd classic. A goofy movie is a black nerd classic. A goofy movie is unequivocally the blackest Disney movie of all time. Now, before you jump up and say, well, what about The Lion King? Let me just say that the black gods of the savannah simply don't count by essence of being non-anthropomorphized. You have to walk upright on two feet in order to count. No disrespect to Mufasa. But while The Lion King might be one of the greatest of all time, what a goofy movie had was something none other did, and that was Max. Max was for the black nerds, man. Think of the plot for a second. Max lied to his girl and spent the next several weeks making that lie the truth. Already the blackest plot ever. And there really wasn't an antagonist either, which is a rarity for children's movies. I mean, there was Pete, but Pete was less of a villain than just someone whose insecurity makes them so terrible, but you still want to hang out over their place because they have an N64 and you still have a Sega. Tell me you didn't have a family friend like Pete growing up. Pete rolled up to a camping trip with a bowling alley. Everybody has that friend. But a goofy movie was never about overcoming Pete. It was about overcoming yourself. A goofy movie was about your fears and your insecurities. What made you embarrassed? What made you happy? A goofy movie wasn't about anyone else. A goofy movie was about you. And let's not forget Max's persona either. Max was judged, misunderstood by a bum principal who judged him based on his baggy clothes. (laughs) All right, Max did break out into a school assembly that one time. But do you remember what Principal Mazur said about him when he was talking to Goofy on the phone? Dressed like a gang member. gang member. Your son caused the entire student body to break out into a riotous frenzy. And if I were you, Mr. Goof, I'd pay more attention to how I'm raising my son before, before he ends, ends up, up in the electric, electric chair. chair. The electric chair? I mean, those are heavy words, gang member? Riot? Does any of this sound familiar? Max did reach his hood pinnacle, though, when he smacked the shit out of a possum at Lester's possum park. Tried to hug him. Yet a goofy movie's peak blackness came from a surprise source. Two words for you. Tevin Campbell. Tevin, can we talk for a minute? Campbell. Tevin, I'm ready, Campbell. Casting Tevin as Powerline, Disney put blackness at the center of a goofy movie, calling him the greatest rock star in the world. This was our Tevin. Our best wearing. S-curl styling, soul-singing Tevin Campbell. That man's voice reverberated through the entire essence of black kids in the 90s. And not limited to Powerline, that whole troop have fire. If Goofy made the perfect cast a hotline, Max made it a hot song. When they dropped on stage and they dropped, they twirled, they jumped and twisted and moonwalked. Ooh, I say it again, when they dropped, they jumped and twisted, they twirled and they moonwalked. Oh my God. 
god. Powerline was like, who is this? I'll allow it. And then Roxanne and her girl recognized gang, and they started doing that jam right there in the streets. That sh was fire. And in the midst of it all was the movie's climax. Not kissing Roxanne, not hugging his dad, but when Max made it on stage and his homies saw him. There is nothing more powerful in cinema than Max is on the tube. That's Max. I know him. Max was on stage, y'all, and he made it. Makes me cry every time. Jake Holden made three albums off the strength of that moment, and they're all landfill in comparison to one bar for Pauly Shore. Mm -hmm. He did it, y'all. That exact moment summarizes everything that Max ever wanted, and I saw him do it. Do you have any idea what that felt like for 10-year-old me? Of course you do. You were right there, too. So I, I I hope, like I said, you guys watch that. And like I said, it, I, I liked his energy. Mm -hmm. Like he really, like like the, like, he was like, this is great. Like that's part of the reason I wanted to show this one. Um, I had noticed it in kind of like a couple, like with through him, through Xavier Woods. I think in cosplay Woods. too, we've noticed. There's a lot of, I think, uh, African-American people cosplaying as these characters. Mm -hmm. And I think he brings up a really good point about uh, Tevin, Tevin, I'm sorry, I don't know. Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. Um, mm, that's how you say it. That casting, I mean, even when it was Bobby Brown, that was the choice to make a a black performer this like focus of these characters. I mm -hmm. think in a lot of ways in the '90s, probably was saying that these characters in a lot of ways were themselves black. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think that was kind of the way. You know, now there's a little. I think there's a, a little more cross population but i think that was i don't know again i'm a little nervous to talk too much about it because it's not my lane and i shouldn't suppose certain things of it but i thought this was a good thing to think of going no i think it's a great example um and if for some reason the audio isn't here i highly recommend listeners to take a moment to go listen to this yes. video if, if it's not it within here yeah, and by the way if you do if i will put this warning in there but there is some a little bit of bad language Cool. So that's all I got. I don't know if you guys want to do anything else or if it's time. I think it might be time. Yeah. Chris, you are you ready? Ryan, can you uh, hit me with the Bigfoot fact? I can. <laughs> Smelly surprise. The skunk ape has a foul, musty odor. Ooh. Oh, you've told us According that According to the three of clubs. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, with that, it is time to get the VHS out of the clamshell and stick it in the VCR. All right. See you on the other side, listeners. Okay, guys, we're back. That was great. Like I the more we watched it, the more I was like, oh, this movie was written for Ryan. Like I hadn't seen it in a while. I loved it. It was great. I it think it holds up a really dad well. Dad and son movie. I like those a lot. It was a road trip movie. It was a Bigfoot movie. Mm -hmm. There was just a lot going on that I really enjoyed. Um, except for Polly Shore, and we'll go into that. And there became what? a point in the movie when I said, This movie can only go down for me. It's like <laughs> peak. It's like so good. And that was before the majority of the road trip and at were, that point. There were things I thought were I, like 
there are things that I think objectively I can say, well, I didn't, you know, this is okay. But overall, my biggest fear watching this as someone who'd never seen it before was that there was this nostalgia thing that everyone else had. And the hype. I think sometimes when people hype up a film, it doesn't live up to the hype. That wasn't going to hold up. And I watched this and I think I enjoyed it maybe slightly less because I'm almost 40 as opposed to 15 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I enjoyed the heck out of this movie. Great. Yeah, it was still It was really good. Like, it like, was, it yeah. It held up. I I want to see if there's a similar road trip you can go on. Like, I went on road trips, <laughs> two road trips with my father. One when I was 19 and one when I was 20. And its first one started in L.A. And we took like a week and a half from L.A. driving up to San Francisco, which is like a four-hour drive. But we hit like the Hearst Castle. We hit uh, the Madonna Inn, which was like that Neptune Inn they stayed in. With the like, themed rooms. So, so this movie, if it had been me as Max, it would have been like, Matt, Ryan, do you want to go on a road trip? And I'd be like, yes, this sounds great. Let's do, you know, wouldn't yeah. be, hey, hey, Ryan, I like you. Whatever, Roxanne, I'm going to, on a road trip to Destiny Falls, Destiny Idaho, Lake, my yeah. dad, yeah. Anyway, I, what I, and what did you guys think watching it again? Did it hold up? I know, Chris, you were saying you wanted to see it again as an adult. Yeah, and I feel like I loved it just as much as I did when I was a kid. Like, it yeah. was still funny. I was laughing along with the movie um like got emotional a couple times not yeah. gonna lie yes. <laughs> yeah it hit at the heartstrings that's for me. an as you get older thing i i hate to tell you this but you're just gonna get you're gonna start I know, watching you're, old things. you're the youngest oh, i literally like i was literally like tearing up when spoiler alert they kind of like that song which i don't think is a very good song but i was like oh this song like the one when they're telling each other, how, each other they how, they how they feel yeah mm-hmm. and then um just the whole power line thing, which I've seen 20 times out of context. But now seeing it in context. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I would agree with Chris. It it definitely holds up. I laughed. I got tears in my eyes at parts. We should also say it is a musical comedy. I don't think we said that at the beginning. Yeah. And Ryan was surprised. I, he didn't realize that. Well, I think I thought it was because there's parts where it's like there's a original power line-esque song playing people are kind of dancing to it but there are flat-out musical moments that yeah. follow yeah. i think that howard ashman thing we of talk progressing about progressing the story of progressing the story of when emotions reach a certain point there is nothing we can do but sing mm-hmm. i think we talk about that in beauty and the beast and that was that scene that song that was kind of a silly song the, the the title a goofy movie fits this so well not because it's just a movie about goofy but it's also it's it's a little silly, but and it, it, like this movie knew exactly what it was doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't speak highly enough about this movie. I'm going to be the weirdest guy in the world, being like, "Have you guys seen a goofy?" <laughs> like, Twenty five years later, uh, and if you haven't seen it recently, stop this podcast, go watch it because so, it is worth it. So one thing I did, and I'll post this video to the thing, is there was a video I found of, I guess a few years ago they did, or maybe it was either the 20th or the 25th anniversary of the movie. At you know D twenty three the mm-hmm. the big Disney dork convention they have, um, they like announce all sorts of yeah, new stuff that Disney's doing like across the board. Yeah, and, they're yeah. they're they're a pretty big deal. But they did a reunion and they had everyone kind of come on stage. And then near the end they go, well, we have one someone else we want to introduce. It's uh, I've forgotten his name already, but it's Powerline mm-hmm. Tiffin Campbell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you think like they start playing that scene in the background. 
and like all the actors get up to move over one seat for him because it's a small stage like, yeah it wasn't a big deal and then two dancers come out <laughs> and then you just hear yeah yeah like him singing and uh-huh. everyone goes <laughs> he comes out and he does the whole song and they've got dancers and then as they're doing it like more and more dancers come oh on that's stage. really cool it's, mm-hmm. it was like again for a movie that at that moment yesterday i had no nostalgia for i was like this is really cool everyone's gonna enjoy this now i'm like i'm gonna enjoy it too i guess we'll dive right in here and so when it opens and the goofy holler happens chris thought that that was ryan and i at first <laughs> yeah, and I thought you guys he wouldn't screaming. be wrong we're 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 not we're not quiet people and i mean i was excited when it opened up but it opens on this dream sequence with roxanne calling max we're not quiet people but we don't like run around the house doing like (laughs) Uh, the goofy or whatever like that's not a noise we typically make i just want to make that clear well i know you were watching a movie with a bigfoot and i thought you just got excited or something yes as soon as it started Mm -hmm. speaking of which Bigfoot fact. Hit us with a Bigfoot fact. <laughs> uh, Bigfoot has a monster truck named after him. You don't. There's, oh. a Bigfoot, there's a monster truck named Bigfoot. That will be appearing on yeah. the Facebook page. And there's okay. also monster trucks in this movie. So that's, there a, that's are, a great yeah. fact. It, it just ties it all together. So it opens. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Uh, it opens on this dream sequence with Roxanne calling Max, and Ryan said that was a heck of a slit. She has like this kind of flowy her dress, slit up but her the shirt. slit goes up. I, my, off the first thing her I said leg. was, "It's not her shirt; it's a dress." What did I say? Her her skirt? I say skirt. Whatever. Um, whatever. It whatever it was, my first thought was, "This is supposed to be a high school student, correct?" Like, yes. Yeah, but it's his dream watching, sequence. We've I been guess. watching uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season one. And Tara has a lot to say about the inappropriateness of, of Sarah Michelle. A lot of wild outfits. outfits so, uh, anyway. But um, she's, like, calling to him, and it's very dream sequence. And then it turns into a nightmare where his feet get really big, his teeth get really big. He basically becomes a huge version of Goofy. I And this is where I immediately fell in love with this movie because... You know, I, I this isn't a fear I have because I really like my father, but like yeah. the the idea that I'm like, oh, he's afraid of turning into Goofy. This is the mm-hmm. crux of it because Goofy is a ridiculous character, and they don't back away from that. And I like, I, I don't know why. I just went, this is a brilliant idea for this movie. Yeah, like of the mm-hmm. the the idea of this movie. Well, and the teenage angst of like mm-hmm. not wanting to become your parents and wanting to yeah. like stand out. Like that's that well, first major song is him wanting to stand out from the crowd. That's how we meet everybody. It's just the idea of like my father embarrasses me and there is nobody on, like Goofy is a perfect character for he just is lovable and, and genuine. Yeah. But does not change himself like for other like does yeah. it a little bit in this but like like this is a like the idea that they just okay his son's gonna hate turning maybe that was the point of goof troop but i just don't remember but it's done so well in this in a way that like i was dying laughing with his big when his teeth and his teeth yeah that's a nightmare to anybody not uh-huh. to <laughs> um but then he winds up waking up and that's where we see the mickey phone pj's calling him he's late for school we realize they're planning something for the last day of school and goofy comes in with a towel on his head and a towel wrapped around him and a vacuum trying to clean Max's room and he's oh, like and sucking up all these 
And bunny slippers. And bunny slippers. Yes, I have that. I loved the bunny slippers. He's trying to talk to Max. He then like sucks up the power line cut out. And that's when you realize like Goofy has no idea who power line is. And obviously power line is like a big deal to Max. So Mm -hmm. we find that pretty early on. And then Goofy starts doing the mambo because he doesn't. That's another really funny joke of he's like, who's that? And he's like. That's Powerline. He's only the best writer. So he's like, not as good as so-and-so the Mambo King. Yes. (laughs) Like, I just loved this dynamic from the beginning. And I Mm -hmm. usually hate the, like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. And, like, I love Goofy. But the idea, like, yes, Goofy would embarrass anyone as a father. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like that he he calls him Maxie throughout the whole movie, but he kisses him goodbye, and that's when like all the kids make fun of Max, and you mm-hmm. know, and then this is where that song, that first song about standing out. But we meet all the high school cliques, and mm-hmm. I think they did a good job of representing everyone. I yeah. love the dude who he ends up later like almost asking Roxanne to go to the party. Yes, he's got a very um like he's got a fifties vibe to him. Well, what show am I he thinking looks like of? There's um, a there's a movie called, I think it's called Fanboys, and it's bas- it's it's a really weird movie, but it's about these guys who one of their friends has cancer, and they're trying, they all love Star Wars, and they're trying to get into George Lucas's house to watch Phantom Menace before it comes out, uh-huh. and there's one character. Oh, the- they're going to be disappointed. Oh, that's the, the last line of the movie, spoiler alert, is, hey guys, what if it sucks, and then it goes to crap. <laughs> Um, but there's a character who always dresses like Han Solo, but he's the dude from Putnam County Spelling Bee mm. and whatever. So he's a big guy. Yeah. And that's exactly what that dude looked like. He had like a white shirt and like a Yeah. Dress. Okay. Fonzie. Mm-hmm. That's who he reminds me of. He had a Fonzie kind of look, but yeah. But yeah. The 90s Fonzie. There's a lot of really good 90s yeah. outfits yes. in this. Yeah. So we meet all the high school cliques, but then that's when we find out too, he's so clumsy when he sees Roxanne. Like he falls down mm. the bleachers. Um, and Roxanne comes to his rescue. Like everybody makes fun of him and she kind of comes to help him up. And when he gets nervous, he laughs like goofy, which really embarrasses him a lot. And, uh, that's now we meet Polly Shore's character, which Ryan did not like at all. I don't think Bobby. No, Robert Zimaruski. (laughs) I think, uh, I think he took away from like, I think I used to really like PJ on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think he took away, like, you could have made him do, PJ could have done all those parts and had it be I guess less could have done the techie. AV. Yeah. yeah. And then he just disappears for half the movie. And then, uh, that but thing again, the you we'll got to wonder, you got to wonder, did they do that? Because they wanted a big name. Yeah. That's in exactly the, in the why movie. they did it. Yeah. But um, he, was he didn't bother character. me as much. But what I will say is it his lines felt a little bit more dated than everyone. I think the movie has yeah. kind of a yes. timeless feel to it. Yes, it's a tribute to the 90s. But I think it kind of like could be in a different time. But then yeah. you hear <laughs> Polly Shore's lines. And that was a very, if you grew up in the, the era of Polly Shore, like it kind of brings you right there. just feels very out of place. But I, I mean, I got to say, though, I, I love Polly Shore in it. And with the cheese whiz, I mean... <laughs> yeah, you. What was that line again? Um, Leaning Tower of Chisa. <laughs> like that was it. That's the only thing I liked about him. Other than that, I was like, take off. But again, I, that might be a nostalgia thing for us versus yeah. you, like watching it now. Although it sounds like I would you li- never. I would, I would be willing to say I've seen more Polly Shore in my life than I think either <laughs> of you have. Oh, I. I mean, I feel like I saw what was that army movie he was in I saw that in the theater I think it might just be called okay back I will rescind that I saw it (laughs) I've seen like Encino Man yeah I've seen Encino Man I've seen Son-in-Law yeah so but yeah so then we the Powerline concert happens essentially oh Oh, no sorry I'm jumping ahead 
Well, the, I'm, I'm not jumping oh, ahead okay, to the yeah, real yeah, one, but I'm kind of jumping ahead because they mentioned how Powerline's going to be on pay-per-view. This mm-hmm. is when Stacy, right. the, sorry, my note wasn't clear, but Stacy's great. Let's talk about Stacy because Stacy to me feels like she's going to be an annoying yeah, character. Yeah, she totally She's does. got braces, like, she's got a blossom hat, like she's animated, like we maybe won't like her and she's yeah. delightful. She's great. She's a good friend to, yeah. she's. I, she, she she's obviously like, like president of student council yeah. or something because she's talking she's like, at the assembly talk to max she's like yeah. invi- you know she invites everybody over be cool if you guys all hung you know she's very like there's a part later where someone another girl hits on max after the concert she's like get out of here he's roxanne's like <laughs> yeah. i love that stacy's stacy's a really great yeah, she's wing, great wing woman and then the principal comes out during the assembly and starts talking about how to not waste summer vacation. And I don't know if you caught it, but he said science oh, yeah, slumber yeah. parties, <laughs> yeah. which I just thought was an interesting idea. Uh, but then Max and Bobby and PJ hijack the assembly, and this is stand out above the crowd. This is when he mm-hmm. um, kind of lip syncs this, and everything's going really well. He's about to reach out and touch Roxanne's hand, and then everything kind of goes Mm. awry like Mm -hmm. everything falls apart the music stops and when it all stops there's like something from the school play behind them and it's like the skull and crossbones and what looks like ariel from the little mermaid as a wooden cutout so that was kind of fun and then we cut to goofy being a photographer which ryan you said was his perfect job and it really is like yeah, for him to be a child photographer. He's trying of to make kids. little babies laugh, and he's really and he sweet swallows yeah. the squeaker. <laughs> yes, and then behind him we said was Mustafa. Mufasa. Mustafa. Who's Mustafa? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and what looks like Bambi too. Yes. Uh, and then Pete. This is Ryan. Always asks this question. I think you may have. Did you mention it in Ducktales? I might have brought it up on the podcast, but it, I can't he, remember. You bring it up I, a lot because it, it like sh- because it rocked your world. Well, it's to find because this he doesn't out. have a tail in this. And to me, a cat should have a long tail. But if you look at his first appearance in Steamboat Willie, he's got a long tail. Got mm-hmm. it. Like he looks. Ryan way more never like knew he was a cat. Yeah. I, I don't know that I ever tail, thought about dog. what animal he yeah, was. I, had, I don't I know that no I ever like put much thought into it. Well, I mean, he's like Mickey's. Originally, he's Mickey's nemesis, so cat makes sense. Oh, cat and mouse. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, but Pete is also, they work together and it's so funny because you can tell like how at ease Goofy is. And there's definitely this jealous competition Mm -hmm. with Pete. Goofy's unaware of it, but Pete is very much like, you know, the mom says how good Goofy is with children. And then Pete kind of tries to prove that. And And this little girl is so funny. Yeah, he like velcros her down so she'll stay with like this sticky paper to sit. Which is funny later because he looks in the thing and the... Diapers just sitting there on this little naked little. Yes, and that's the first appearance of the nuns. There These are nuns, nuns everywhere throughout this whole movie. Everywhere they basically follow Goofy and Max on their road trip. Oh, I was just gonna say I have a nun count going, and I had uh, six. I thought you say I have nun cards for nun facts. If you guys want to say <laughs> six, yeah, I tried Let to write know. them down every time we saw them too. But yeah, they appear six times. Yeah. They, including at the Powerline concert. Do you think there's anything French with that? I feel like I don't know. I'm re-including in the background, maybe something more. But I'm also curious. You kept mentioning French, but like, did they write the story as they well didn't write as the animated? Story, but like, throwing characters in the background is not part of the script, right? That's like when they point. show up on the road, yeah. Like, that to me is like that's the time they use them, and then later they go, "Oh, we have these designs. Let's put that's them here." That's true. Them. Yeah, maybe. But like. I want the story of the nuns. I want like yeah, the I want their Rosencrantz road trip. and Guildenstern of the uh, of the of the nuns. I want to follow movie. the nuns' road trip. Yeah, were they going from church to church? 
uh, along the way. No, but they were going to the Caroline concert. Everything they were going. Yeah, but to. they had to stop. Oh, you think their stops? The that we, yeah. when we didn't see them. They were yes. at the church. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but then it cuts to the principal's office, and that's where the Leaning Tower of Chisa uh, is mentioned, because uh, Bobby's there. They're all waiting to be seen by the principal. PJ comes out and looks pretty scared. Um, and I wrote here, I like that Roxanne liked him without everything. Like, Roxanne sees him, and Max is pretty bummed. And, and this Stacey is when... Is like, go talk to him. Yeah, yeah Stacy encourages her. And you can tell that she's liked him from even before he did all the power line stuff. And they kind of start talking. He asks her to the party and she says yes. And then he does Goofy's Mambo dance, which I liked. (laughs) And he dances with the secretary. And then the principal, I don't like that he calls Goofy and says that you're not raising your child right and he belongs in the electric chair. I felt like that it's was a, a really intense a, line. Yeah. I also don't think he's probably a good principal. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you when you looked at his um, office when they showed it, there's a whole wall and like of like different paddles. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, no I didn't see And they have see like they that. have like spikes on them and stuff. It's <laughs> spikes. <laughs> I did not see that. We're gonna have to try to find a screenshot of that. That's wild. Voiced, um, by the way, by Wallace Shawn from Princess Bride, Toy Story, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, not a great principal. Uh, he calls Goofy, and so then Goofy gets this idea. He's going to take Max on the trip to Lake Destiny, Idaho, which is where him and his father went. Like, one of many trips. You find out that Goofy was very close with his father, and so he wants that for him and Max. So they're going to go fishing. Um, and then this is where the baby runs away out of the diaper, and we see the nuns. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut back to the school. Everyone's cheering Max's name and he's skateboarding home to stand out. He's feeling very cool and like on top of the world. Well, I feel like when things are going bad for Max, it's like this weird, like he gets to school, but like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he does the exact same thing home, but it's like every, like the yeah. he hits every green like, light. Yeah. yeah he, uh-huh. Exactly. Like he goes to the pipe. That was a very uh, Dodger moment from, from Oliver and company. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so he heads home to find Goofy is packing. And so he's like, okay, well, send me a line. Don't worry. You can be long as gone as long as you want. And Goofy goes, no, you're going to go fishing with me. And he goes, this fishing pole's been handed down from goof to goof. And that's when we started trying to figure out. Is his name Goofy Goof? Is his name like Patrick P. Goof? And they just call him. Because the principal Goofy. calls him Mr. Goof. Yeah, so his last name is definitely And Pete refers to him as Goof, too. But he also refers to him to Goofy. So I think think my guess is the last name Goof is being... We just don't know what Goofy's first name is. I guess, Let's take a moment and go around and everybody... What is your? What do you think Goofy's first name is? Ooh, um, I I I think his first name is Goofy, and I I think it's Goofy Goof. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I like Reginald. Reginald P. Goof. Yeah, no, I think that's like, like I, I would love for this to be something where there's like in a cartoon there's like an outcropping, mm-hmm. uh, like in Ducktales where there's like all the relatives of the McDucks and stuff. Yeah, but like Reginald P. Goof sounds like the rich branch that doesn't. Oh, fair enough. Go on the road um, trips. I like Goosefus. Goosefus. <laughs> yeah. Well, we find out that he also has the map. That was the map that him and his dad had that has, like, this crazy, like, curly Q journey to, like, hit all these road stops along the way. 
And so Goofy tries to guilt Max into going because he keeps opening the door. Max keeps shutting it. So we also, there's this theme of how strict should Goofy be? And Pete keeps trying to say, he's got to respect you. Like, PJ respects me. Like, you have to have him under your thumb. And he goes into this later. Um, And so Goofy is not a very strict parent. Mm -hmm. He's not a very strict dad. And so he keeps trying to get him in the car. Then he guilts him and he's like, I guess I'll go fishing all alone. It does not work at all. It doesn't work at all. And then he goes, you're getting into the car. And then he's positive again. He isn't like real strict Mm -hmm. with him in that moment. Um, But they stop at Roxanne's house. Max makes him stop there so he can tell uh, her that he won't be at the party. This is the only part I didn't really like Roxanne because he says, I'm going to be at the party. She's like, I guess I'll go with someone else. And it's like, just wait a week. I think she more so, I think she likes him so much that she thinks he's just decided he doesn't want to go with her. Like, I don't think she's listening to him. But but, but he was like, specifically saying i yeah. want to go with you i just can't yeah like so again it was this was the one moment i think their relationship i i don't know after that first scene where they drew her kind of like because she's drawn kind of more attractively than other people mm-hmm. other other goofs yeah in this movie so like i was kind of like pushing against roxanne of like are we getting kind of a male gaze character here and i don't think we did and this was the one ch- thing she did that i was kind of like oh i don't really like mm-hmm. that yeah she was i love every time you see her where she's like pulling her knees up like she's like yeah (laughs) yeah she's also clumsy too we kind of see and her hair always kind of falls on her face which i think is a cute thing that they do and she kind of trips and she like tries to do her hair and gets stuck in it Mm -hmm. like she looks she's she's not just this like you know object of affection that only is really like like i don't i don't know max and then i like him like they do it's a good relationship i really yeah. liked it a lot uh this is where we also meet her dad and he never talks <laughs> he just grunts and or growls or growls uh and then um this is where max tells this big lie that his dad's taking him to the powerline concert his dad used to be in a band with powerline and i'll wave to you when i'm on stage he just mm-hmm. digs himself into the biggest hole uh, ever here it was and hard then to watch she kisses him <laughs> yeah it was hard to watch it was really you're like oh no just stop talking like no 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 like yes. just going to the concert is enough you don't need to keep going um but she kisses him on the cheek and then then he's like oh i'm in deep sludge now so then it cuts to goofy wanting to play road games and i was curious if you guys had any road trip games we did you and i did the like trying to find every license plate plate. yeah we we almost got i forget how many we got we we got just like two yeah it was something like that we got a good amount but um chris did you ever have any road trip games either growing up or as an adult that you've done i remember two two games we used to play um one was called cannonball which is probably it's it's super safe so you had to sit on the chair with your (laughs) your uh knees on your chest and you had to not fall over and if you fell over, you lost. Oh, were you in the van? You were in like the yeah, the conversion the giant van, conversion van that your mom had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Because we used to go on on road trips every summer with that. So like every summer we'd go somewhere else. And another game we used to play was called the touch game, where you had to dare someone basically to go touch something at the front of the car without getting caught. And if you got yelled at, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And knowing your family, that's actually great. I love that so much. Oh, that's so great. 
Um, but yeah, so Goofy tries to play these road games and he guesses, uh, is it a man? Like, is it a man? Is it a woman? Like kind of 20 questions. And Max is kind of just saying yes and whatever, like just trying to appease Goofy. And then he guesses Walt Disney. So there's a lot of like references. He's like, I'm going on a trip with my best friend. He's like, oh, Donald Duck. Like there's a lot of reference. And then, um, the Walt Disney keychain, the like D logo on his keys. Uh, but then this is when, uh, they start battling with the radio. So it goes back and forth from like rock music to high hopes, this like kind of <laughs> sing songy camp song. And then they break the radio. So then they have no music. Uh, and Goofy starts hearing all the sounds from the car and starts whistling along. And then he sings the open road song. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see so many different characters on the road. I tried to get them all. It was really hard. All these cars, well, but the nuns appear. The, we start with the, the cowgirls and the old tiny yes, saloon piano player. Old, old piano in the back of a pickup truck, and these saloon girls pop out of the piano. And he looks like Goofy, but with an, a giant mustache, a giant gray he mustache. He looks like when they used to do the ones, the, the old cartoons, like the one where it's all of them driving, and it's like a world where there's just a full of Goofies. Oh, yeah. Like, he looks like that Goofy, mm-hmm. like the kind of slightly not Goofy, but still. Yeah, but we see the nuns. We see, like, a prisoner being transported, and then Goofy, like, looks over and imagines Max because of what the principal has said. Um, we see a funeral, like a, a hearse, and then the the deceased like opens the casket and then is dancing <laughs> on top of the the car. Uh, grandma with like a bunch of cats mm-hmm. and she's in like a hot rod car. Uh, we see a bride and a groom and the groom like parachutes into the car. Uh, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a fun little scene yeah. though because there's so much going on. I almost want to go back and rewatch it because I feel like there's a lot to take in there well, i think but then we get oh go i think ahead. there was uh, at one point a trunk opened up and there was like a guy all like tied up and dancing yes, in the, that's right. from the trunk <laughs> yes and dancing along the way yeah but then we get to um i think w- this is after this is where ryan was like it's only going to go downhill from yeah. here and that's lester's possum park so oh uh, no it was before that but then Lester's part, I was like, oh, I wasn't worried anymore. Yeah. So because the possum posse and the <laughs> they, possum jamboree. They essentially pull up to the country bear jamboree, but it's all possums. And you guys laughed really hard at this, too. The dude introduced me, was like, hi, I'm here for Lester's possum. <laughs> yeah. I could not care. And, like, the, the possums start kind of breaking down. He, like, elbows the, the, anima- the, yeah, the animatronics. Yeah, the animatronics. I loved how they were, the, like, the design of all the nails that were, like, sticking mm-hmm. out of them. Yes. It's amazing. It, well, it's clearly making fun of uh disney but more specifically the country bear jamboree yes. and max is like this is so cheesy yeah. and then there's a part later where he goes i didn't drive all this way to come to some park and see a rat and i was like wow yeah like, because they, they also have the hats which are essentially goofy Upside hats down, but they're possums <laughs> yeah which listeners i did a cursory search on etsy and i couldn't find anything i found a lot of lester's possum park shirts but if any of you can find a Lester's Possum Park hat, let me know. I think I need one of these. Yes. Uh, it was pretty good. But then we see, like, a uh, possum, Lester the possum, walking around. He tries to hug Max, and Max is like, absolutely not. And then all the kids tackle him. That was another really <laughs> And drag moment. him off the screen. Uh, <laughs> yes, and drag him off. 
Uh, and then Goofy takes a picture with the possums and he's hanging from the mm-hmm. branch with them. And then mm-hmm. that's when everyone starts making fun of Goofy. And so, again, like, Goofy is either not aware of it or just doesn't care. Like, Goofy is just having such a good time. I just don't think that stuff phases him, but it obviously phases Max. Max gets super embarrassed. They're calling Goofy a dork, and he's, like, dork junior. Um, And then one of the possums, the whole branch falls, and one of the live possums goes, like, under Max's shirt. And so Goofy thinks Max is dancing, and then they all start dancing. There's a lot of, like, horrifying close-ups in this scene, and I made the comment, is this what the French think of (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you think, how hard do you think it was for, like, uh, the communication for this scene? To explain Chuck E. Cheese to these Yeah, guys. to explain Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, do they even have possums in France? I don't know if they have them there. Yeah, that's a good I mean, question. Th- I wonder if Euro mm-hmm. Disney has the Country Bear Jamboree and they could point to that. Maybe as a reference yeah, point. Or yeah. send them a video. Yeah, I guess they could yeah, yeah, yeah. send them a video of the Country Bear Jamboree. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they. I think that they succeeded in the feel of this place for sure. And then it starts raining. Max tries to hitchhike. He's trying to get away from Goofy. And Goofy's like, I thought you were ha- we were having fun. And, you know, it's just this really, it kind of is like a bummed out scene at the end because you're bummed out for both of them. Like mm-hmm. Goofy's just trying to have fun. And he's trying so hard with Max. And he's timid, but he's trying. And they set up camp. And he wants him to get some fishing practice in. Mm. And then this is when Pete shows up with the RV. <laughs> like over Goofy's tent. Yeah, and it cuts down trees. And like it's this really intense RV that has anything you could ever want mm-hmm. in it. It has a bowling alley on the roof. It's Yeah, got, it's a hot the, tub. He comes out of like a steam yes. room or whatever. Um, but PJ is talking about how everyone in town is... So excited that Max is going to be at the Powerline concert. And that's when Max realizes, oh, no, like this lie has gotten yeah. like so out of control. And Pete um, is trying to give Goofy advice at this point. This is where he starts saying you have to be strict with them, have them under your thumb. And so Goofy says, we're going to go practice fishing. Max says no. And then, you know, Pete gives him this look. And so Goofy's a little bit more stern. We're going fishing. And this is where we see for the first time the perfect cast. And it's been passed down from goof to goof. And it's this whole um, sequence. And Goofy winds up doing it and hooking it on a steak uh, that Pete's (laughs) cooking. And then this is where Bigfoot enters. So hit us with a Bigfoot fact. Well, I have a question for you guys. Where would you find books about Bigfoot? I don't know. In the large print section. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But this is where Bigfoot enters. He's like basically gnawing on a chunk of a tree and then sees this steak. And so he goes after the steak. I didn't like this Bigfoot design. His teeth were gross. So his teeth bothered you? His oh, teeth yeah. almost uh, were a little bit reminiscent of when Jafar is the... There you go. Exactly. That's why you don't like it. Yeah, you hate it, Jafar, as that character. Why. Bad dentistry, I guess, in in cartoon form bothers me. But there's this whole sequence. It's really one you just have to watch of, like, Goofy trying to get footage of Bigfoot and, like, everyone freaking out about Bigfoot. Pete, like, leaves in the RV. Uh, They wind up getting trapped in the car, and they're excited because they have this – they're going to be famous having this footage, and then it cuts over to Bigfoot, like, tearing apart the Mm -hmm. video camera. And then he throws the keys, so now they can't leave. And they're hunkered down in the car. And then at one point, <laughs> Bigfoot is entertaining them and himself with soft puppets, yeah. which I really loved. Yeah. And then he's listening to the Bee Gees staying alive. And we get like a disco Bigfoot for a little bit. <laughs> Bigfoot's pretty great. I love it. It's really, really great. 
And we talked about, so just to bring this up and kind of some eyes on this, we talked about is there if there's a villain in this movie, do we think it's Bigfoot? I argued that he's similar in, in obstacle to Chef Louie, but we decided yeah. at the end, I guess, we don't think Bigfoot's a villain. This movie doesn't really seem to have a villain. It doesn't feel like it has a villain. I don't know. I, I put it up to the uh, uh, people at home, if you guys all listen to this and <laughs> really want us to rank Bigfoot amongst the villains, let us know. We'll get Chris back. We'll do it. Yes. And we'll let you know where he fits into the group. But for now, there is no villain in this movie. Yes. Quick quick question. Does Disney own Bigfoot well, now? Do you want to know a Bigfoot fact? Oh, no. Sorry. What did you say? <laughs> Does Disney own Bigfoot now? Ooh. No. I think Bigfoot's royalty free. Okay. All right. Uh, also, but I guess Disney owns this version of Bigfoot. Also, can we get a Bigfoot fact? Yes. Yeah, so this here, we've got a picture of the Yaren, which apparently the Yaren is the Chinese Bigfoot. Oh. Bigfoot from Ooh. China. Interesting. And the Karen is the Bigfoot who wants to see your manager. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Was that you? I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> That's not all you. Well, uh, now we cut to a very sentimental uh, dad moment here. Uh, I thought this was really cute. Yeah, so yeah. the only thing that they... Max is starving. There's a can of soup that Bigfoot throws. They wind up getting it in the car, and Goofy heats it up with a car lighter. Where he goes, well, finally, this will be good for something. I was like, yeah. oh, have yeah. nice anti-smoking message. Uh-huh. And we Goofy learned movie. that Goofy learned it from his dad, from Max's grandfather. and Oh, no, no. He learns how to open the can with his teeth. Oh, yeah. I think the cigarette lighter thing, too, but yeah. I think he he does, like, his teeth do, As a can opener, yeah, Yeah, because Max thinks that's really cool. Um, Guys, do not try this at home. No, don't. You'll break your teeth. Uh, But then Goofy says, oh, it's high dad soup. And Max doesn't really remember it. And he's like, oh, you have to remember it. And you used to spell out words. And Max is being kind of a smart snarky about it snarky teenager and is like saying all these big words and he's like no it's like little words like i think he's being okay yeah he just doesn't realize how sentimental his dad is about it yeah you know they're not getting into a fight he's like no no because he's like ambidextrous he's like no 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 small words yeah like Mm -hmm. bye bye and i love you and then they kind of pause on that one um and so max is drinking the soup and then bigfoot we realize is settling in for the night and sleeping on top of the car (laughs) so he's not going anywhere and then max finishes the soup goofy's asleep and he looks down in the cup and it says hi dad and then he like shows goofy so it is a really sweet moment but then bigfoot and goofy are snoring and max cannot get any sleep so he tries to write a postcard to roxanne and basically he realizes it doesn't matter if he comes clean or not like if he continues the lie or comes clean yeah he's in trouble either way and then we cut to them at the diner kind of truck stop the nuns are there so so is elvis so is elvis Elvis. and um this is when he gives oh i forgot to mention the map so the The map map happens before the diner yes and he re he erases it's very like intense lighting he well the whole scene is like done like he's trying to defuse a bomb because he's trying not to wake up his dad and then he draws the line to LA and his dad wakes up and goes how many cups of sugar does, does it, it take, take to, to get go to, to the, the moon? moon and Max is like three and a half and then like Goofy goes right back to sleep it's yeah. so weird um, but yeah he basically changes the map so they're not gonna go to uh, like Destiny anymore they're gonna go to LA I have a question for Chris you said your partner Anthony does this I would like to hear oh like, yeah all the time what do you mean like what do you mean he just wakes up and says something ridiculous yeah he'll be like oh uh, that goes over there and so I start <laughs> I started asking what what goes over there uh, you know that thing right there you gotta move it over there 
And I'll just try and talk to him as long as I can and see if, <laughs> you know, I'll figure out what it is. But then yeah. sometimes he'll realize what's going on and he'll just open his eyes and look at me and go, what? And then go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to do that, but he used to do that with like talking about jobs. My dad's a plumber, so he would be sleeping. In his sleep? Yes, and he'd be talking oh, about like get me the like fitting. Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Well, he'd be like get me the fitting or get me, but it would be so specific that I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I'd try, and then he'd get mad, and then I'd be like, you're asleep. Like it didn't matter if I engaged him or not because I wasn't like saying the right thing. But yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we find out he changes the map, and at this point, we think Goofy's going to still be the one navigating because he has been, and so now we're at the diner. And he announces to everyone in the diner, like, I'm giving you the navigation skills. You can pick all the stops from here on out. I trust you, you know, everywhere from here to Lake Destiny. And so then we see some of the places they go. They go to the beach and they're on like water skis or jet skis. They're at the monster truck rally, which we saw the nuns there, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. We spotted the nuns at the monster trucks. Uh, They go to the house of yarn. They go to... Well, that's when... when uh, Max starts kind of realizing that Goofy isn't having as much fun as he has, which I thought yes. was really mm-hmm. a cute moment. Yeah, because they do the roller coaster before the House yeah. of Yarn. and then he yeah. goes, well, let's go to the House of Yarn. Let's go to mm-hmm. this mime. In yeah, they go mime. to Carl's Butt Cavern, and it's they take a picture, yeah. and then all these bats come out at them. They go to a baseball game, and then they end up at Neptune Inn, which is a sea-themed, sea shanty-themed inn with water beds. Oh, not mm-hmm. a shanty, my dear. That was <laughs> like underwater. Under I guess kingdom. that's true. Yeah. The beds had fish. The water beds had fish. Oh, in that's them. right. The like light switch was another mermaid. It was. The, I want to stay wherever this is. The lights were were uh, pufferfish, right? Oh, yeah, oh, sure. yeah, they were. Yeah, I think there was a mermaid light on the wall too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pete shows up and he's like, hey, would you mind? We're just going to hook up the RV. It's no big deal. And it's like the biggest extension cord you've ever seen. And it like basically trashes through like all the holes. Did you see the waterbeds were all leaking when mm-hmm. they come back with pizza? Yes. Uh, because the cord's on top of it. But PJ and Max are talking about how Max changed the map. And Pete overhears this. And so Goofy goes to go into the hot tub and... Pete's like, oh, it looks like you're getting along really well. And when they walk into the hotel room, you can see Pete's jealous because at that point, Goofy and Max are like joking and getting along really well. That's funny. I never felt like I thought Pete was jealous. I, th- I, I guess I mean, I've been looking. I don't know. I just picked up on like he seemed like kind of annoyed that they were getting along yeah. so well. And I think that that's why he like kind of drives this wedge into Goofy here, like and makes it a point to get involved. Um, but he's like, oh, no problems. And he's like, your kid's duping you. He changed the map. And, you know, you can't help it if he's a bad kid. And this is where Goofy's like, I don't believe you. I trust my son. I'm not going to check the map. And so you can see Goofy really struggles. Mm -hmm. He goes into the car and there's something weird with the glove box that if you hit (laughs) anywhere in the car, it keeps popping open. Uh, and so it pops open and Goofy sees it and he's so sad. Like, Max breaks Goofy over this. Like, he's so sad. He goes to bed without talking to them. And then they're back in the car. And Goofy's face, um, when they're in the car, he's just, like, really sad. And he's like, okay, this is the junction. California or Idaho is yeah. a sign. It's probably a sign 66. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't believe Idaho is on the Route 66 path, but I could be wrong. Um, so left or right, and... 
Max picks left, which goes to L.A., and Goofy is so angry, and that's one of the best faces. Like, Goofy's <laughs> angry, like, face in that moment was so good. It looks like, to me, when after Friend Like Me, when Aladdin's like, can't even bring people back from the dead, and it, like, the, the genie, like, slowly reveals his face. <laughs> yes. Angry yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Goofy winds up pulling over kind of in this canyon area. I don't know if it's supposed to feel like the Grand Canyon, um, but that kind of is what it looks like behind it. And he storms out of the car and they start arguing and the car's not in park and Mac- Max leans on the car and the car basically runs away. And they're fighting about you ruin everything. And, you know, they're just going back and forth about everything that's happened. And now the car's in the water. And this is where we heard music that was very reminiscent of Copeland. But, Chris, you said it sounded like it was, but it was the melody was reversed. Yeah, it was it was backwards or, like, the intervals were switched. Like, instead of going up, they were going down. And I was thinking about yeah. it. And it probably has to do with public domain. Because they also played Ride of the Valkyries when uh, Pete's camper came in. Oh earlier. yeah, and um, but for this they wouldn't have been able to use Copeland's Rodeo. They would have to pay rights on it. For those of you who like me, maybe don't know what Copeland's Rodeo is. It's the beef. It's what's for dinner music. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you thought that the beef company. <laughs> no, I knew it was something. I just okay. didn't know it was Copeland. <laughs> Uh, so then... Listen to these two music nerds. I can't help it, man. I took music history. in my brain. Um, so this is where Max is like, I want my own life. You know, I've got my own life. I don't want you in it. And Goofy says, I want to be a part of it. And it was just such a, like, heartbreaking moment Mm -hmm. that, like, they both want different things, but they also don't know what's going on with the other one, like mm-hmm. why the other one feels the way they do. And so they're floating on the car. And then this is where they sing the song we were talking about, where I think we all got a little emotional, nobody else but you. And then Max then tells the whole story about, I lied. This is what happened. Yeah. Like, this is why I did what I did. It was a dumb lie. And they take off their shoes. I don't know why them being barefoot weirded me out, but they were barefoot for a very long time. Uh, and then the fish, like, or on their, well, their toes. bodies are all one color except for their face. Yeah. Right. Maybe and that's I think why it's, it's a little weird because it's like, you're so used to like, you think goofy has white hands. He doesn't. He He's just wearing gloves. Wearing yeah. yeah. I guess that's Same true. Thing. You always think his feet look a certain way and then it's, just, but it's shoes. Yeah. It's like it's, and it's a solid color. There's no detail of like toenails or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, just solid one color. That's true. Maybe that was, but he why, still had but... the toes, which was kind of weird. I don't know. I thought his, his it just looks like a weird. blob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Goofy then... got weird feet. <laughs> yeah. What did I write here? The rapids. You're like, hey guys, there's some rapids coming yeah, up. Like, like yeah. all of a sudden, a, the water. Thing. And the animators are like teasing out, like, there's a. Of course, there's a waterfall coming up. Anytime like, yeah. a cartoon falls into a river, there's going to be a waterfall mm. at some yeah. point. Yeah. And like, the rapids pick up for like a good aggressive. three minutes before yeah. they go, oh, look, a waterfall. Yeah. And then Max is on the car. Goofy's on the rocks with the fishing pole. Goofy's trying to save Max. Max winds up because of the way he fell and what fell on him has like this parachute. And then Goofy is the one that falls. And then that's when Max does the perfect cast with mm-hmm. the um, fishing rod to save Goofy. And that's another like heartfelt moment that like he saves they were his dad. Kiss. There was a minute when they come up face to face and they're very close. And my first thought was like, oh, they're going to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, no. Like, yeah. Do that. But they hug and it's a very nice moment. It's a very tender and, moment. And, and then, then it's like, we got to get you to that. 
Yeah, Goofy's like, we'll do it. Like, we'll get you there. And so then we see the nuns parking at the Powerline concert. It cuts to the Powerline. We don't really get a, like, how they get from this canyon. I'm okay with that, because this whole movie I've been like, I want to see the Powerline concert. And they sneak in through instrument cases, which I thought was kind of a fun way in, through, like, a guitar case and a drum case. We notice at the concert that they've got Tesla coils, which I, I do not apologize for the week of tesla coil music on the facebook page i think it was wonderful and yes. lightning uh and it connects lightning with, and lightning oh. uh, it connects with our sorcerers <laughs> it connects with our sorcerers apprentice yes. minisode if you haven't listened to that but goofy winds up getting in the globe mm-hmm. of the tesla coil well first he sneaks in on a woman changing who yes, turns out, who to, be turns out coolest, to be the like, coolest like yeah uh powerhouse but uh, Goofy winds up getting on stage first and Max is getting chased by security and is kind of up in the lights and Max says do the perfect cast and so Goofy does that and it turns and into in this like, dance and in like the most like tropey thing is they go that's a cool dance and they <laughs> yeah. do the, the whatever because the, the original perfect cast does not end with a moonwalk but this mm-hmm. one does no but this one does <laughs> and it's really great and it's just like such a joyous moment and it's another moment to get teary eyed um, but you Max know Max gets on stage yeah, and it cuts back to everybody watching at yeah. home at Stacy's. And Roxanne's great. And then, like, he starts doing the perfect cast, and then Stacy and uh, Roxanne start doing it. But then, like, something gets dropped. Oh, they uh, Bobby drops his, his thing cheese. of cheese. And then, like, him and Stacy cross hands and get this starry look. And I'm like, Stacy, girl, you can do so much better. <laughs> yeah, Ryan did not like that no, Bobby ma'am. and Stacy get together. No, ma'am. Uh, maybe you are it's just valedictorian? A fling. It's just you- a summer fling. She is slumming it hard. <laughs> and I don't like it. Uh, but it cuts back to them uh, showing up at Roxanne's. And I would just love to know how they got the car out of from that waterfall. Yeah. But it they appear like in the car. It felt like a very planes, trains, and automobiles moment where they're like, do you think this car is safe for <laughs> highway driving? Oh, yeah, I think it's all right. Like they like get up off. The, they're like stuck to the seat. <laughs> yeah. Seas. Uh, but Max basically comes clean to her and tells her, you know, everything. Which I like that he could have gotten away with it and he didn't try to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Goofy gave him advice. Oh. Goofy gave him that yeah, good advice. Yes. He's, he says, he goes, I don't know, what if she doesn't, like, understand? He's like, I think if she doesn't, then she's not the girl for you, son. Yeah. And I'm like, that's really good advice for this movie and dad advice. But we're missing a very important part, and that's when the dad comes out again oh, and he's yes. wearing a shower cap. Yes. And Chris said, why does every dad in this movie look like a 50s housewife coming out, <laughs> coming of, out the of the shower? shower. That's true. Um, so, uh, except for Pete, when Pete goes... Oh, lady's getting restless. Hey, girl. When Pete goes into the hot tub, he's wearing a Speedo. So Pete oh, lets it there all. was a little bit of a bulge there that yeah. I was not. I mean, we're not talking full on David Bowie Labyrinth, but it was a little inappropriate. <laughs> but he comes clean to her and she shares with him that this is where we, we get the confirmation that she's liked him from the moment she first heard him laugh. Mm-hmm. And so we realize it's the laugh that's the goofy laugh that he's so insecure about and she loves it. So I thought that was a sweet moment too. And then... Max kisses her, which I really liked. Yeah. I like that she didn't like, I like that he made a move and she, you know, it was. 
And like, it was reciprocated, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just mean, I think in movies like that, like, it's the guy going, well, I don't know. And then she kisses him. He's like, everything's fine. And I like that it was like, you see him make, he's like, I'm bold now. I'll do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Goofy's car explodes. Yeah. Goofy tries to, like, <laughs> fix the bumper and, like, kicks it. And then the whole car explodes. And he, like, soars up to the sky and crashes through the roof on her porch. Yes. And then I thought it was sweet that he introduces, yeah. he's like, this yeah. is my dad. I... It, this movie was so good on so many levels, but uh, then it cuts to the credits, and they rightly don't decide. You know, usually I feel like movies like this, they'd come up with another credit scene. No, they just play eye to eye again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. which, as they should, it's a great yep. song. Um, you know, t- typically we have questions at the end. I don't. I think we did that with you, uh, Chris. Uh, I think so. so. Let's go over. Let's yeah. go over our questions. How was the princess? I think the princess in this movie. I think it's. I, I, I'm going to say Max. Yeah. I yeah. think Max is the princess. And while I think, remember when I was a kid, I didn't want to watch it because they changed his voice. I love his new voice in this. Did you pick up on any of the Thackeray Binks of it all? I did not, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, like we're going to have to see a comparison video or something. Um, I liked him a lot. What did you guys think? I loved him. I liked, yeah, I really liked Max a lot. I liked his singing voice too. You said you didn't yeah. care for singing voice. I didn't mind it. I think... All the songs were very like talk singy and not necessarily good mm-hmm. singers, except for. Oh, I didn't feel uh, that way. I, you know what I mean? I don't mean essentially bad because if you you know put me in a musical, guess what I would do? I was talk singing. <laughs> they played a good job of like him being a bratty teenager, but being an insecure teenager, mm-hmm. and also being like misunderstood. I like all the things that you are when you're of that age. I think they did a good job with that. Yeah, I don't think he was bratty. Like he was bratty. But I never was like, ugh, I hate Matt. I agree yeah. with that. Some of that yeah. might be because I was a bratty teenager. No, and but I, I agree to with it, that. No. Yeah, like no, he was he was bratty towards Goofy, and I love Goofy so much, yes. right? But mm-hmm. I never was like, oh god, I wish he would stop, because it kind of resolved itself. Yeah, and I think what's neat about Max too is like he's one of the more like relatable, I guess, princesses, um, like you guys are calling, um, in a Disney movie to to kids watching. I mean, like in Aladdin, I mean. No one's really in that position or, you know, like the Lion King or the Little Mermaid. But in this movie, you know, kids are in school watching it. They're more relating to this lead character, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah, different. Yeah, it's an easier, I yeah, and it's an easier connection to make because they see him in high school and how they're feeling. But I think you could easily say, well, we've got the kids making connections because they're both high school students and then not put in the work to make a narrative or yeah. emotional yeah. connection i think they did both, both they did, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um how was the prince i think we have two princes there's a spin doctor song two princes oh, yes. go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, so our two princes are uh i believe goofy and mm-hmm. roxanne mm-hmm. Oh, okay um i loved both of them i yeah. mean i love goofy goofy's one of my favorite characters and i think they did what they set out to do they wanted to make him more emotional more than just like a silly character and i think they did that here well i think they put him in the 90s and i think they tried putting a lot of classic characters in the 90s like in all 
of the fiction, Disney afternoon not just and Disney. Stuff? Oh, okay. And sometimes it's like, well, how are we going to make it? Because do you remember like Yo Yogi Bear and stuff like that, where it was no. like, I'm Yogi Bear, but it's the 90s. <laughs> oh, wow. There were like cartoons no. like that. They were like, and then we're kids, and they did, okay, we're going to take Goofy, we're going to put him in the 90s, but the joke is we're going to have a new character who's more of a 90s kid, but Goofy is going to be that dad. Mm-hmm. And I, it was great. I loved Goofy in this. Yeah, yeah I love him too. He was great. Too. He's so charming, and yeah, I loved Goofy. And so genuine, like just a genuine love. And Roxanne, I think we've gushed on already, but yeah, I really liked her as well. Absolutely. She was great. Um, Sorry, I don't have my things up. That's the wrong tab. Uh, Sidekinks and Henchmen. I love PJ. I do too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I really liked PJ a lot. Yes, I like PJ very much. Um, did not like Bobby. That was my take on him. I know you Mm -hmm. guys felt differently, but. I mean, I didn't love Bobby, but he didn't bother me like he bothered you. Uh, he was just. He did so feel a little out of place. I will say, <laughs> yeah. watching it as an adult, like I will say, because it's that iconic Polly Shore like character voice. He did feel a little out of place with the rest of the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, favorite musical number? Ooh. Oh, eye to eye, no question, no question. I don't know. I I kind of like the the Powerline song at the concert. That's the Powerline song at the concert. Is eye to eye? Oh, oh, it is. Yes, Sorry. The name of the song. <laughs> I thought that was the song Call they were singing. A fan. What was the song they were singing in the in the river? In the beginning, oh, in the river was nobody else but you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I really like the standout song that he sings. That's a power line. Oh song yeah, yeah. I really like Eye to Eye, but I don't know. I connect with that standout song mm-hmm. for some reason. That one, like, I just really was excited to hear that one. Uh, does it hold up? A hundred percent. I, you know, I, I, I think if saying this to a, 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 a parent, I think this is a, a PG light movie for a couple things. Okay. I think the, the girl running around with her butt out is oh, like any butt in a thing to me yeah. is immediately PG. What other butt jokes? Carl's butt, butt cavern. There's oh, a couple other I guess that's happened so quick. I think you have to kind of it's, look but for I, it. But I yeah, still, just there. to let you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say you know, some of the, the high schoolers, especially the, the lady high schoolers, are dressed a little like yeah, like they've got Buffy outfits. Yeah, and some of them do, but some of them don't. Like Stacy doesn't. Yeah, like Stacy mm-hmm. and Roxanne are great, but like it's yeah. it's all just kind of characters that walk by. Yeah, and stuff like that. There's there that kind of stuffs in there. I think that's pretty good. Does Pete have a beer at one point? Does he spit a beer all over the TV when he sees Goofy? I thought it was a cola. But yeah, maybe it could have been. Was. I didn't see yeah. it real quick. Um. Ethnic representation. I mean, it's a pretty white movie. That would be my only strike against it, but it's all dogs. But I, that's not an excuse. They should be having a more well-rounded cast. What do you mean? For the voices? For the voices, <laughs> okay. yeah. It's just white on white on white yeah. on white. Um, guns and firearms. Uh, the car explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, nothing, there's not a lot there, I but. I think this is a pretty good movie you could show to most kids and be okay with mm-hmm. it. Like, I think for the for the most part, like... I, I think you want to skew a little bit older because it's about high school. Like, if, if you're showing your kids something about kids in high school, this movie's good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because it is about kids in high school and they may not um, understand. But I, and I but... think you can enjoy it being younger because yeah. we all saw Well, Chris and I saw it younger than that and really enjoyed it. And I think you get something different out of it yeah. depending when you watch it. Well, how old do you guys think you were when you watched it? Because it came out when you were 10. Probably middle school. I probably watched it when it came out. Yeah. So yeah. it's probably, yeah. 
like or, yeah, I think 11. middle school is probably. A good and I yeah. and I think watching it, I wasn't even thinking they were in high school when I was that young. I was thinking they were in middle school. Yeah, just relating to it in that way. So. Um. So final question: Does it? Uh, do we get the clamshell version uh, and put it in our on our shelf, or do we lock it up in the vault? I get the Blu-ray version of this. It goes at the top of the shelf. Is it going to end up on a uh, an Amazon? <laughs> I don't know that there is a Blu-ray version of it, but I will look and see if there is. Yes, I, I love it. I gotta say, I agree. It was really good. I liked yeah. it a lot. I would watch it again. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. keep it. It kind of makes me want to take a peek at an extremely goofy movie. I don't know if that... Uh, yeah, I can't remember if I've seen that or not, but mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see how that one holds up against it. Um, well, Ryan, why don't you hit us with one more uh, Bigfoot facts? I Just, know you've been waiting over there. Uh, <laughs> can I save this for the very end? Sure. This will be my sign-off. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Chris, thank you so much for uh, joining us. No problem. Uh, it was as, so great to have you Yeah, back. thanks it for was, having me, guys. always great to have you in... And we'll see you again for Fantasia 2000. Sounds good. Um, We always ask our guests if they want to plug something, whether it's a personal project, uh, something else, some form of media they've been enjoying during the pandemic, or just a general sentiment they want to put out there in the world. Feel free to plug away. I don't know. I think that these Disney movies are a great way to to fill up your time with what is with everything that's going on right now. You know, it's it's tough, but I think that these movies. Definitely bring the joy that we need right now. Oh, yeah. I, I think a reason that people are enjoying this podcast and why we're enjoying this podcast is, is there is a you know, bit of nostalgia to yeah. it. There's some, it's, it's very interesting re-looking at them and that sort of thing. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you for kind of plugging our podcast. <laughs> no uh, worries. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Um, so, guys, thanks again for listening with us. Our Up next is Toy Story, the Pixar classic. But uh, until next time... Don't forget, gotta stay up late to see one. Bigfoot are nocturnal. <laughs> Sleep tight. Night. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.